Must know I cannot escape. Why? None of your business. Because Sophia Falcone is holding someone important to me captive, and if I escape, she will kill him. Uh, wow. That's why you came. You're still there. <laughs> and you're gonna help me find a way out of here. In a dark of the night, I was tossing and turning. And the nightmare I had was as bad as can be. It scared me out of my wits. My empire crumbled to bits. And I opened my eyes and the nightmare was me. I was once the most feared gangster in all of Gotham. When Zaz betrayed me, he made a mistake. My wrath made each of them pay. But one little girl got away. Little Sophia, beware, I walk away. In the dark of the night, evil will find her. In the dark of the night, just before dawn. Revenge will be sweet when the curse is complete. In the dark of the night, she'll be gone. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Don Novin. This is Jan. And this week, we're just going to talk about how awesome Ivy is. Isn't isn't she just great? Isn't she awesome? She's Um, the coolest. She's a psycho. (laughs) What? Well... We're now replacing Jan on the podcast. Uh, Stella Stella will be returning to us, since Jan is obviously not right in the head calling Ivy a psycho. Um, <laughs> not bloody likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jan, Don and I were talking, and uh, we don't like the lady we're talking about Ivy before. Just, uh, what? What? Did yeah. I say psycho? I mean, like, psychotically hot. That does sound like something you would say. You're better. You're a better liar than Gordon and Selena. Like... <laughs> That was, right that was the best scene of the episode. Cue epic side eye. <laughs> yeah. This week's episode is called A Beautiful Darkness. And uh, as much as I enjoyed last week's episode, as a as a podcast, it was long because there was like 7 million characters and 9 different plot lines. Uh, yeah. This week, we really kind of only have 2 plot lines. It's, uh, you know, Poison Ivy is, you know, going around showing people how awesome she is and uh, Making Bruce Wayne hallucinate, you know, uh, making Alvarez, you know, have some screen time in a comical, like, ninth grade way. and uh, He's so adorable. Uh, I want to squish his face. As, as she steals Lazarus water and, uh, and and making Bruce Wayne see Gordon with a mustache, Bullock with a chicken. And, like, Lee Tompkins is like, well, obviously I'm a doctor. It's like, but you're Cleopatra, Queen of the Nile? Like, also? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Bruce Wayne teams up with Bible Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just threw that out there with no context. <laughs> you don't like need looks... context. He looks like Bible Man. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the ears yet. Yeah. yeah. To which, at the end, Bruce calls Alfred. He's like, Alfred, I need you. New phone, who dis? Click. Like... <laughs> 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 and uh, and, and the other and the other plot line is um, Oswald is in Arkham and uh, Jerome is basically like you know Roger clotting <laughs> it up for him. Yeah, he, it's basically like like a high school like where like you know the high school bullies like look at the dweeb and like bullying him and stuff like that. Except 
oh, they're they're in an insane asylum and like people actually like are getting like killed because also, of the pranks. Been and... there before. <laughs> he has, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he that was when Hugo Strange was in charge and they were doing like ice cream science experiments. As Peabody's <laughs> like, you know, like. Are you sure it's a good idea to like to like make this man stay underwater for three hours without any air? Peabody, trust me, I know what I'm doing. You obviously don't. I think we all know that, but let's just you know see what happens. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) this that so much. Yeah. He was like the um. What is it called? Uh, Crocodile hunter of Gotham. <laughs> Crikey! Yes, uh, but he, he Oswald does get a visit from what the internet has dubbed his murder husband. You know, Digma, who uh, that's from Hannibal. Oh, okay, okay. I, I've heard that term on the internet before, but like Jan will know more about the fandom like history of it than me. And uh, Oswald realizes that the Riddler's in there. So, uh, what did you all? What did you all think of this episode? That this, uh, I guess, we'll start with Jan. She's seen it more recently. I don't I don't know what I just watched. You had the one trip down to uh the nineteen sixties Batman to the ninth the Great Gatsby to the Bibleman Batcave. <laughs> and then on the other hand there was a mime scene? I I'm done. That's good. That's fine. You guys go. That's where my brain broke. I just saw the whole mime scene. And that's when you just saw me. Like, I typed in the chat. I was like, what am I watching? Oh, we didn't even mention the whole Sophia plot line, too. But, like, that that was almost nothing. I was just going to say say, (laughs) the other thing that I said was like screaming was when the, the camera pans out. And, oh. I've been meaning to catch up with you, my sister-in-law. I was like, wow, way to telegraph that. Again, they must have been listening to Josh. <laughs> yeah. well, in, in fairness, it's not like I'm the only one that realized that they were, like, related. Like, that, that, yes, that, is. that isn't... Really? Like, it's... It's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not a secret, but I, I know when I said it at the uh, press table, Drew Powell like says, "Oh yeah, that was your sister-in-law, wasn't it?" And then like Marina Bakarian like says, "Yeah," for five minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> her exact quote was, "Homeboy went and killed her husband." That's <laughs> <laughs> her homeless boy went and killed. I think she, I think she said homeboy, her. but 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 she, she was close. So close. I'm like, can you repeat that, Marina? And then use the word "blessed" instead of "boy." Like, <laughs> yeah, Gordon came in, you know, with his backwards cap and his like, you know, ba- bandana around his shoulder. Like, yo, Mario, get off- bandana around his shoulder. <laughs> get off my chick, yo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which plotline should we discuss for? Actually, let's talk about the whole like Bruce Dream thing because that was uh. <laughs> when Bullet comes out holding a chicken for like no reason, like Monster Bruce, do you need me? Like I love how the chicken's there, but like it, it's just not addressed or explained because that's how dreams are. Yeah, and I was like, why does why does he have a British accent? <laughs> why is like, it Bullock in the first Bullock place? Of all people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we need Donald Logue needs to have a scene this week because like True. you know. He's he's still at his bar saying I'm not rejoining the JCPD. What's up? 
Well, I'm trying to think, like, you know, how many times, how, how many scenes have Bullock and Bruce shared exactly anyway? Um, I'm not saying they don't know each other, but, like, uh, it makes you question his familiarity with all the characters. But, you know, not too deeply. <laughs> He's like, I um... think Bullock's a British guy who would hold a chicken. Like, <laughs> I don't know He was well, in the fun. first scene when his parents died in the alley. Like, he wasn't, like, right next to him, but he was, like, when, uh, what is his name? Gordon went to talk to him in his little really short haircut he has so much better hair now um uh, he was there like no you talk to him why would you do that he was in that scene so that he was at least in the same alley and then of course he's been over to the police station enough times to see him (laughs) so that screams butler (laughs) Um, yes i thought that honestly a lot of it was kind of just a rambled bunch of nonsense yes Um, you know, it was, it was Rachel Gould. It was like, Rachel Gould, what are you doing here? I'm not Rachel Gould. Not quiet. I'm going to cut your face off. No! And then, like, you get to, like, uh... <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, give to, me get back to... my face with the big hole in his head. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then you get to the Golden Age comics where Gordon genuinely looks like like like, like Bob Kane Gordon with, like, that kind of pinstripe mustache. And, like, um, you have Barbara looking like a flapper girl. Or not so much a flapper girl, but, like, of that era. You have... Uh, Lay just as like Queen Nefertiti and why I don't you know mean Cleopatra, <laughs> a queen of some of some kind. Cleopatra. No, she had like the the Cleopatra hair. The I thought about that song too, Josh. Um, wow, uh, you guys, and so young, so innocent. <laughs> We're not. She's not. Innocent. Aren't you younger than we are? Or no? No, I'm older than both of you. Okay. Um. But, like, I will say this, that um, weeks ago when I saw the promo and you see this sort of, like, you know, caped silhouette, and, I, you know, we mentioned that, we, that it looked like Bioman, um, but I did think, because I, I watched this episode, then, then I went to work, so I actually had a few hours to kind of uh, sort of uh, rest on my thoughts, that I don't, technically, there's no real reason why Bruce, there wasn't really a message that Bruce had, it was like he saw... You know himself. His face was gone. He saw how he was become, and then he sees like a character that he has no knowledge of. Of, of uh, there's no reason why he's seeing Bible Batman or anything like that. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, normal Bruce. Yes, no, there s- is serious Bruce Wayne again. I, you know, I, I was actually waiting for you to because you have a tendency to ex- explain the unexplainable. So <laughs> what, I, I was hoping that you could you could elucidate this. Elucidate? I don't know what that word means. I mean, I, I figured it was just like, stop being party boy Bruce Wayne. Like, this is who you are. This is your destiny. And then, like, it was just weird because dreams are weird. Stop for a second, though. Because, like, um, and this is a situation that no one's going to agree with me on. It's like every episode. But, like, this is your destiny. What was What is this destiny? To be like a monster? Like, running around, like, jumping off of a rooftop? Like, there was no real context yes. for it. And why That's would you think what that? That's what the... That's what the whole Court of Owls dream sequence pointed him at, remember? With the, the memory needles? No. Oh, gosh, the poor Bruce. <laughs> they just kept on giving those things to him. He's like, please, <laughs> no more. I think that, like, he had a... Okay. Go ahead. Oh, he had a vision of what he wanted to be, and then it was ruined when he decided to kill Rachel Ghoul. Then he had a spiral, and then everyone's like, but no, you can still be this good thing. You could be this force for good. He's like, no, I'm just gonna, like... Uh, I killed him. He's the one who's the reason my parents died. I got no satisfaction out of this. I still feel empty and hollow and broken. So, f- thing. Um, That's so why he, he was lost... fighting with himself at the party because that was yeah. like party boy Bruce. He was fighting. I know yep. that. 
um, I think I think when it got to like uh, this, the 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 cape silhouette, it you know if you, if you if you know Batman, then like you don't even need you know you can fill in the blanks. But looking at like you know on paper what was going on in that scene, it was basically same, like, like you know he was he was like you know uh, what are you? I'm you, Bruce. I'm not afraid. You should be. Rah! And then like that's it. And like. There are bats for some reason. You know, he's not falling down no well that I don't know of. Um, it, it it was a little bit like it was on it was on the audience kind of figure out you know his headspace and, and and it gets you there. But I do think that like it was kind of like um, when you look at it like 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 on paper, I I, I think it was, it was it was a little bit of a shortcut. But you know, that's that's still that's my thoughts. That's only it's not I really that this. bad though because it was more like a dream quest to me. Like when someone is on a really bad trip to find themselves spiritually. I don't think Ivy meant to do that, but I think that's what happened because he's like where he is, where he is, and he wants to like crawl out of it, but he doesn't know how. So I guess that was his answer. That's what I felt like. Mm-hmm. I saw the episode twice, and the first time I watched it, I was a little confused because like there's two Bruce's. There's like Party Boy, like I think you've had a bit too much, man. You know, man, Bruce, and then like Bruce with no face saying, "Who are you? You took my face." And when like Bruce with no face dies, like. The narrative shifts that, like, were following, like, bratty boy Bruce. And that confused me at first, but I was like, oh, okay, that's supposed to be, like, representative that, like, I guess party boy Bruce, like, you know, took took, took his face or whatever. Because I was like, wait, like, are we following fake Bruce in the dream now? Like, what happened? The real Bruce? I, I, I took it a little too literally at first. And- yeah, technically everybody in the dream is Bruce. <laughs> including alfred in like swat gear which i saw something a few months ago of alfred in like that outfit that's why i thought he was joining the gcpd when i did the episode last week because i vaguely remembered seeing that (laughs) he joins the cops and is automatically put on swat i i don't know don this lucius went from medical examiner to like everything else in the gcpd in the span of two weeks so i i actually do believe that he would join the GCPD and suddenly become a SWAT member. Did you notice that, like, um, when Bruce was like, you know, basically having the hush mask on his face, he was in his like, you know, uh, like like proto Batman costume? Oh no, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it, it was kind of it was kind of dark and hazy, but if you see, he is wearing that kind of like he is wear, like legit wearing that that suit. Um, we yeah. gotta talk. We gotta talk about the mustache line. Well, and. Uh... <laughs> And I'm just mentioning it because, like, if we don't, people are going to think that we missed it or, like, try and point out this in the comments. Like, yes, in in the comics, Tommy Elliot, like, did, like, you know, reconstruct his face to look like Bruce's. Um, I don't think that that's what this was in reference to. It might have been an Easter egg to that storyline, but I think it was just, like, a coincidence. You know, the I think whole, it's a like, coincidence, you, too. Yeah, the whole you stole my face thing. Yeah, the whole, like, <laughs> Bruce, like, out of everything in the dream, he's not, like, you know... In the dream, you were with your psychopath ex-girlfriend who's a murderer, or, like, in the dream, like, Bullock had a chicken, or in the dream, like, <laughs> there was, like, he, he, of all the things he mentions, he's, like, and you had, if I had a dream like that, I wouldn't be, like, Don, in the dream you had a mustache, you know, you're, like, don't I have one now? Like, <laughs> no, I don't have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, but think about it, though, when you have a dream, no matter how intense, you don't always remember everything that happens in the dream. That is that is true but all right like, but this, but this, but this is this is the real the real crux of like the issue though like, like the, the, the episode like... yeah maybe he looked at gordon and then he remembered that he had a mustache like from that like it just pulled it out you know memories are weird <laughs> like, like 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 the episode but the episode i'm not saying that he should like reference it but like, the episode stops itself dead 
It's it's not as though he was like you know like yeah it was crazy. Bullock had the chicken and you had a mustache and Lee was all dressed up. It wasn't like that. It was like Gordon. Before you go, I need you to know that in my dream you had a mustache. A mustache. Huh? <laughs> and it was like this is the most like campy shit. <laughs> I like that though. I was like, you had a mustache, and he's like, it. It, 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 but he said it with the weight as if, like, in the dream, you had a utility belt or like you had a bat symbol. Like, it's, it's like the most important <laughs> thing we should know about Gordon is his facial hair. He's like, I mean, like he had this crazy trip, so he's like, he just wanted to share the experience. I, I, mean, I appreciate the the cute nod to like continuity, but I think that like it was very it. it We've mentioned this, I know we mentioned it before in the podcast, but it's very much like Smallville when Chloe Sullivan tries to reference Wonder Woman and Batman, but does it in the most ham-fisted oh, way. It, it was, it was like, it was, it was funny, but like the way they did it was was like kind of beyond the pale of suspension disbelief because it, it it was so strangely important. And you know, the fans are going to understand what that means, but like I I found it fun. I'm not mad. I I just found it humorous that like. uh that like 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 Bruce like I must warn you about your mustache. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, your mustache is growing. No. Oh. oh, and also you were married to like your ex fiance who's who's like a murderer. Maybe like, that's foreshadowing. Oh my gosh, which one, Lee or Barbara or? Uh, I mean, I was never engaged to Sophia. You hooked up with Sophia? Hey, hey, we're we're not talking was about Valerie or Silver Saint Cloud from the from the DC Girls cartoon. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> she wasn't. Oh my a murderer god, you can't film. say Silver State Cloud. <laughs> that requires explanation. No, like she's my age. Ooh. Um, <laughs> the, 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 wait, there was a tie-in comic where, like, yeah, uh, for DC superhero girls, where Gordon dates Silver Saint Cloud. So. She's like a reality television star, but um, um, maybe this was foreshad- <laughs> if this is foreshadowing. Because so so Bruce becomes Bible Man. Maybe when when Gordon and Lee get, or when Gordon and Barbara get back together, he'll have the mustache by then. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love how Robin Lord Taylor looked like the penguin. Yes. Yeah. The top hat. That was cool. You know who was? <laughs> wait, the Riddler wasn't in that dream, was he? I don't remember. I remember Selena. I don't remember penguin, seeing him. Bullock. So Selena looked like looked like a Tim Burton character, as opposed to now when she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah, but like like Michelle even more, at just the like, end of the film. I, I'm I'm fast forwarding through the video file uh, for this episode to try and see if Nigma's in the dream sequence and uh I I mean if he is I, I, I don't remember him I don't remember him being in the dream sequence okay so I'm, Selena I'm, Bullock I'm, I'm, Gordon Lee Bar- Barbara Alfred himself obviously Raish himself like three times I'm, yes. I'm looking at the party scene right now because uh, Raish had like some Cypher. weird lab assistants I don't remember who the lab assistant was though okay so Harley Quinn <laughs> thank you Reddit um, okay, so I'm looking at the party. Selena's like very Tim Burton-y. Like she looks like uh, what's that yeah. girl that's in all the Tim Burton movies? She played uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, yeah, she looks like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at Gordon and <laughs> and Barbara. They look just like the Golden Age versions, though. Like, like they really do. Barbara. Yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. Like Babs looks like just like she does in that issue that you sent you showed her at um the. Tribeca. <laughs> the thing yeah. that you want to Tribeca. <laughs> Barbara, will you marry me and become a 1920s flapper girl? I thought you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Penguin in his top hats. For some reason, he's hanging out with I, Lee. I love, I love um, when um, when he says, you know, I'm, I'm Bruce Wayne. And like Gordon and like Lee, or Lee, Gordon and Babs like both laugh and like the kids like, ho, ho, ho. Like the faces they make are really funny. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> they're laughing like they're at a Fraser like crane like dinner party. Like it's like oh, a fake, oh, oh. it's like an intentionally fake laughter. Like oh, oh how amusing! Like <laughs> what, a, what a what a messed up dream. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking. He is he is in um, the Lucius Fox Batman outfit, which I do love. How Lucius like calls Bruce. He's like, uh, I know we haven't spoken in a while this season. You know, and but... Lucius doesn't know that Bruce is evil. So like, so he's like, Bruce. You might, I'm I must sure that him. he's. I'm sure he's heard from Alfred and stuff, though. Uh, yeah, you think Alfred was like, Lucius, I'm kind of homeless. Can you can you kind of say at your place? <laughs> I don't have a place. Nobody in Gotham has a place. <laughs> I don't know how my wife and two children... Oh, yeah. Do-do-do-do, homeless. <laughs> <laughs> On the streets. <laughs> That's going to be the last, okay, so the last I... <laughs> scene of the, of, the pod, or the, of the series. Everyone's homeless. <laughs> Batman saved the day, but destroyed like the real estate business. Yeah, so uh, but he calls Alfred at the end, so I guess we're we're done with the bratty Bruce thing, and now they'll be able to heal. Yeah, that went on, Maybe that went, on, that went on a little too long for me, so I'm glad that uh, hopefully we're done with that. Alfred's only been fired for like one episode. I don't feel like it was that long. I mean, he's yeah. grieving. Oh yeah, he should have gotten over that forever ago. I mean, his parents are only dead, and he killed the person, and then like didn't actually get any like feelings from that that were good. Yes. It's funny because um, I was just re-listening to the San Diego Comic-Con episode that Don and I did about those interviews. And in it, like, when Ben and I were interviewing Sean Pertwee, he says that Al- that uh, Alfred and Bruce are going to get along this season. We're not going to do any more of them butting heads. And I'm like, this season was, like, the worst for them emotionally than, like, ever. Like, mm-hmm. this was the lowest. Like, their relationship was even lower than it was before. Did they argue in season four? Or, I'm sorry, there's three? Well, yeah, because he killed him. <laughs> okay, man, would you say would you say that this is worse than him killing him? Uh, probably because, like, at least then Bruce wasn't in his right mind, you know. Uh, but jeez, <laughs> all I remember is my dad walking away from that scene. Like, if he kills him, the show officially sucks. And Dobby was just like, <laughs> he's like, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Your dad is a good man. <laughs> Someday he may be a great one. Yeah. Um, anything else on that Bruce trippy dream sequence and his, I guess, redemption and Gordon's mustache? No, that's pretty much it. He was funny. I did really like the the whole like the thing where he got his face taken off by Raish. I mean, it was nice to see Alexander Satik again. I mean, it, it's all but confirmed that he's coming back because um, the in in the in the promo for like the rest of the season there was that scene where like he's walking into a club and Barb yeah. is like looking at him like what and then um my baby daddy yeah and and, and then magic the cast baby post, daddy the cast posted a picture of all of them like at the uh at the table read for the like the last episode that they're doing this season because production wraps in two weeks uh and like alexander's there and then like someone commented on social media like wait Alexander's there, and I'm thinking, wait, you really thought he was dead forever? Like, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, like of all the characters to like come back to life from the dead, like he's the la- he's literally the last character in Batman lore to like be surprising. My God, he's he's back! Like, uh, let's be real. It though, is interesting because no his body like crumbled to like nothingness. So like, I don't know. It's not like Hugo Strange can like put him in like magic goo. So I have no clue how they're gonna get out of that. Aside. From- Barbara things. Even if he comes back, Bruce still tried to kill him, like, made the decision to kill him. It's not gonna absolve anything. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Just like in the culling with Tim in the New 52, where he killed somebody in a dream sequence, he made the conscious decision to murder that person. 
to take that life. And then they're like, yeah, let's pretend that didn't happen. I'm sitting here like, nope, I'm canceling this subscription. That's why Silent oh, wow. Dale's Teen Titans sucked. In addition to everything. And that's why I I stopped paying attention to Tim. I haven't read his run, like his original run, but after oh, the New 52 oh, oh. came out, I tried to like get in there because I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And um, they totally jacked up the Teen Titans. Nightwing basically like let somebody like Nightwing didn't kill someone, but he basically had a villain who knew his secret identity blockbuster, and this person was basically oh yeah, I heard this story doing everything, yeah, and and he. Yeah, and, I've heard it several and, times. And yeah, he was going to be shot, and he's like, "Oh, Nightwing won't let you shoot me, you know, even though I'm going to like, if I live, I'll destroy his life." And Nightwing just lets him get shot, and he like, he feels so guilty about that afterwards, and nothing else happens at the end of that. <laughs> I was about to say, you better shut your mouth before you continue. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing else bad happens at the end of that comic at all. Nothing at all. Oh, I know what happens. We're fine. <laughs> no, I've heard Although, this story did, several times. It's that just, did lead I'm to done. one of the best interviews that Donovan and I ever did with the writer. So, so Gotham. Um, yeah. What's the next thing we're going to talk about? Well, how awesome Ivy is because, like, right now I'm paused on a screenshot of Alvarez's like ninth grade like notebook <laughs> to get her forever. Ivy plus Alvarez, true love, like. Hearts everywhere. Like. I, I I was standing at my job checking a customer out like hours after I watched the episode when it hit me. Wait a minute, he wrote his last name. <laughs> it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, what kind of like one name Dragon Ball Z character? Like like Mrs. Alvarez Ivy? Didn't he write that as well? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask JW Cortez um on Twitter after the episode airs because like you know spoilers uh. But like, I am gonna ask him. Like, did you write that yourself, or like, did a prop guy do it? Like, <laughs> does Alvarez have, to have a first name? What is his first name? Um, hold on. Like Dante Alvarez or something. <laughs> he is Carlos Alvarez. <laughs> like, it, 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 still, it's it is awesome that like that like uh, it was funny enough that he did that whole you know kind of like you know dork diary doodle thing. But like, yeah, yeah. Alvarez and Ivy sitting in a tree is like that, and I thought like, the, the, the music was all moody and stuff. It's like dun dun dun. It's like, it was like a dark reveal. The, 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 there's a lot of hearts, and like some of the hearts have like shading on it. Like he worked really hard on this. Like bravo, Alvarez. <laughs> Sending I'm, you some information on, on Alvarez. I'm going back to like GW Cortez interview, like you know from DC and DC was like. You be seeing a good role for Alvarez. Like this is what he meant. Ninth grade dude, but it, it was good to see him again. You know, like we always. And, He's had and three Harper's, appearances in the comics. Good lord, he wasn't Catwoman. Yeah, but I, th- I, th- I thought he was only in Catwoman for like the um the um the Judd Winnick run. I don't, I don't know he appeared after that. Yep. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> And I, I love Harper. That's why they were saying, like, um, if the comics are any indication, he'll be around for a while because he's still around. He's not dead. He's still active. Well, in, in fairness, Essen died before her time. So did Maroney. So, like, the, the, the are they show still will... in the comics? No, Essen. Essen died in, in No Man's Land. At the end of No Man's Land, and Maroney yeah. died in. Yeah, but they're actually dead in canon. Period. Alvarez is still ongoing. 
Well, they they are dead in canon, but like they died before their characters did stuff that was important for them to be in the show in the first place. Like Maroni's supposed to make Two Face, and Essen is yeah. supposed to make Gordon a happy man. That would have been weird, considering she was like way older than him. Hey, now there's nothing wrong with like May December, unless it's illegal. In that case, it is wrong. Yes, because Gordon's relationships on the show have been totally appropriate. You know, like him dating an older woman. That would have been the, the bridge too far. <laughs> no, I mean, like in the way where uh, most of his partners are around the same age or younger. Yeah, no. yeah I know. I was, that, that, I, I was joking. But yeah, Ivy. Uh, <laughs> Ivy and Alvarez. Ivy and all those. Ivy I, Harper, signature. Yeah. <laughs> Ivy and everybody. Um, yeah. I thought it was like really <sighs> Okay. So Ivy this is where it's like really weird for me because on the one hand everyone going like she's so cool, she's so awesome, I like her. Um you're so pretty is like really nice and juvenile, which is great because she's actually like a twelve year old. I'm glad you caught on to that, yeah. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it's just like really weird because it it felt like because you're just used to like them being like, I'm in love with you. I want to be with you. You know, that sort of Ivy. So seeing it like toned down to like the the second grade level was really awkward for me. But I actually appreciated that. I liked it, too. It was more like a cartoon, like Pepe Le Pew, like love as opposed to like a sexual love. Because as you two brought up last week, like, yeah, she's still, I don't want to say 12. Like, she's like 16 like or 17, Wait, but, but it's still inappropriate. YouTube. What do you mean? The, the, the band, of course. The Irish band. Oh, okay. I thought you said YouTube. I was like, YouTube? We talk about this every week. <laughs> I was like so confused. Oh. Will this episode be on YouTube? <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, but last week, you two, like, especially, like, the two of you. Yeah, the two of us, yeah. Up. We had a 45-minute yeah. discussion about this character. Yeah. Yeah, you specifically brought up that, like, you don't like her doing the sexual stuff because she's a child. And even though, like, yeah, the, the original Ivy is probably, like, 16 right now. Yeah. It's still it's still not 18. It's still inappropriate. So It's still gross. It, it, it wasn't like, I want to jump your bones. It was like, I'll do anything for you. It was It was more like a hypnotism, like, I love you, but not like... I don't think anybody said that they were in love with her. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um... I, like, 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 Al- Alvarez put Mrs. Ivy Alvarez. Okay, well, there was like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, right <laughs> I think before she left Lucius, he said, I love you while she was walking away. <laughs> I, okay. love, I love that Lucius thing. He's like, I'm a black belt. What? Since when? That's not in your backstory. I know. This episode was, was such a comedy. <laughs> Night classes. <laughs> he just ends it with like this dreamy smile. Night class this. <laughs> <laughs> on the owner's <laughs> yeah, Oh God! If he shot Lucius and did like, like out of out of thrown my computer. Out of the way. <laughs> well, I mean, there's an alternative version where he could have shot Lucius because when when Ivy's like, "Don't you remember? You killed my father. Who? My father? Pepper? Who? Mario? What? Mario? Where?" <laughs> I should yeah, have known he was that, been, that was a close one for, for, <laughs> he, for he Christopher job. He would have actually. That has to be the first time they mentioned that, though, right? In a while, because since like episode um, one, since like the second season, I think, or the first season. I don't even mention yeah. that ever. What was Ma- Mario? Mario Pepper's been like almost forgotten, especially in since like I remember 
I was like, wait, so do people still think that Ivy's dad, like, killed the Waynes because, like, Gordon and everyone knew? But we were trying to figure out if it was a secret because, like, Galavan knew. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, Christ. Well, I mean, she, if I recall correctly, and I probably don't, um, wasn't her father, like, a, I, remember, I remember, like, the way that, like, Ivy and her mom were looking at her father. It was like, he's kind of abusive, so, like, there wasn't a lot of love lost. Yeah, he was. And I was like, he was. you yeah, but killed my father. She was probably upset that, like, her dad was murdered, you know, like. By the police? <laughs> Yeah, but think about it, though. Um, her dad was murdered, and then what happened to her mother? I had to look that up. Like, apparently, because I forgot this, but apparently when, when we see her in Lovecraft, um, when Ivy and when uh, Selena and Bruce are on the run, she references that her mom killed herself. Uh, oh, my God. So yeah. Gordon did totally ruin her life because I don't think her mom was abusive. Yeah, well, homeless, homeless cop. Ruined her life. My bad. That's good. That's awful. Yeah, because I because I was I was thinking like, doesn't Ivy have a mom somewhere that's like you know probably wondering what happened to her? But then like, no, her mom's dead. Because that's why she and Selena were like squatting. And I watched that scene on YouTube again recently. Like her and Selena like squatting in Barbara King's apartment. I'm like, gosh, everyone's so little. Everyone mentioned this baby. like every other episode on the, on the podcast. It's like watching Harry Potter number one. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and I think it's oh, the, God, the second so one. Bitty. And Rupert Grant, his voice is like drops twelve decibels in, in Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> um, All I remember is like looking at Rupert Grant because when I saw him, he had already hit puberty. And then uh, I'm watching like Cherry Bomb, like sup. And then I went back and watched like that first film, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monster. Oh, um, I, I watched this show called Weeds, and like um, the little kid from Finding Nemo, he's um, like the real life actor. He's the main character's well youngest son at the beginning of the show but like she gets another kid as the show goes on and like there's a cliffhanger where like the town's on fire so everyone leaves and like the kid still hasn't started puberty and they're like okay let's get out of here and then like this the season premiere is like takes place that same afternoon they're like at a rest stop leaving the town and the kid has like grown a foot and his voice has like dropped a decibel in like the span of like what's been half an hour in the show's continuity <laughs> but was like and then, like, a few years later, like, some woman was, like, threatening the family, and then, like, the, the kid, like, goes up behind her and hits her with, like, a golf club or something. Oh, or I like, love that kid. He's the best one. Yeah. And then, and then like, he's like, what? I couldn't find anything else. And then, like, the series premiere, which takes place, like, three seconds later, when he's like, what? I couldn't find anyone else. Okay, Mom, now we have to get rid of the body. Like <laughs> <laughs> That reminded me. I, I also think that, like, um, I don't know if they... I don't know when they originally took a break, but like I feel that like Davi Mazalas has aged even further in this episode. <laughs> he always, <laughs> he's a growing young man. He is, and I'm, and I'm not holding anything against him. But like I feel that like was he this tall and this lanky last episode or, or the episode before the? Episode before? I just need Don, Don to like and I see him, him in person again and just be like, oh god. <laughs> again, I remember like, when, when I first met him, he was such a little. I, I remember feeling that I intimidated him because like. When I asked him a question, I was staring in his little eyes, and he and I, like, I was like, "I need to stop." He's only twelve years old, and now he's he's probably taller than I am. Oh, yeah, he'll be staring you down. He's like, "I remember you." <laughs> As he chokes the life out of me. Well, New York Comic Con was like because every time we interview him, I always felt like he was kind of like nervous because at least with acting, there's like a script in practice. With like these interviews, I guess you can mess up or like you're being watched, and like everyone's like looking at you, expecting it's it's more intimidating. So. Uh, he always felt very shy and unsure of himself, at least from my perspective. But then, like, New York Comic Con, 
this year was like the first time I interviewed him where I felt like he was like, whatever, I got this, you guys. Like, like he had that, I, I, and I'm not insulting him when I say this, but like teenage cockiness, like, you know, he was very sure of himself and very like unshy and like, and even on Twitter, he does, you know, he, he's awesome on Twitter. This girl's like, I want a hug from Davina's house. And then Davina's like, yeah, I wanted one too. So I hugged myself. Dab. Um, um, oh, were you bothered by her and Bruce? Uh, the whole like her kissing him thing? Because I remember that was an issue. Uh, actually, this context, no, because she wasn't kissing him for pleasure. She was just kissing him to administer the poison. Yeah, I, I, I never felt like anything was overtly sexual, and and when she yeah. scratched him, I was like, oh man, like uh, obviously he's he's not going to die because this is season four of the show, but. Um, and he, he still has to become Batman. But I was like, man, how is he going to get out of this? Because Yeah, I was um, trying to figure out, nobody knows where he is because he's blocked everyone out of his life. How are they going to get to him? And then they got to Ivy, and Ivy's like, yeah, he might still have time. And I was like, because, oh, there we go. Because she did say, I'm going to make this more painful for you. I'm going to, like, this is going to be slower and more painful than the other people. And uh, Yeah, that... at that point I thought she just meant, like, the death that was coming. Yeah. Because when she scratched other people, she did it really deep and, like, a really big-ass gash. So, it it went faster. Yeah, that's one thing about, uh, like drama with tv shows is to make the stakes high like when they do something like that like in the first star wars movie you see the yes, death star yes. blow up alderaan so that way like you're worried like you're worried when you see it approach that other planet and then in guardians of the galaxy for example like you see what happens when you touch the stone and like uh-huh. how you will die like they they set that up so like we've had two episodes of setting up that like yeah when ivy touches you that's a death sentence so you know yeah, we knew Bruce was going to come out okay because he's Bruce. But yeah, like you said, like man, he has like he has no way to get to an antidote. Like nobody's like there, so uh-huh. he's he, he's kind of screwed. Because I was wondering, like, is he just going to fight it by sheer like force of will? And I was just thinking how horrifying that would have been for like Gordon, Lucius, and Alfred, even though Alfred wasn't in the episode, right, to done. like walk in and find Bruce as a tree. Yeah, no, I was just waiting to uh, figure out how it was going, who was going to find him, because I was like, is Alfred going to come back and go get Gordon and figure out what happened, or run into Lucius and figure out what happened, or what's going to happen? Well, I wonder if it was even Davi Mazelis, because if you notice, they kind of had a shot, what? reverse shot, filming of it, and you don't see, you don't really see his face when he, because honestly, like, like, like he's still underage and she's like 30. So Dude, I, kiss, I, like kissing somebody for a movie is not illegal. I know that. I know that. But like the way that they shot it, though. I mean, in First Kid, you see, you know, the grown woman kissing the boy. But like in this, the way they shot it, <laughs> the thought crossed my head whether it was it was a different actor. I'm Reminds me of sure like season one when like Montoya and Barbara kissed, and like the camera like went like six miles away. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I kind of liked how. Poison Ivy is one of my favorite villains when she is a villain. You know, it's fine if she's a good guy, but I kind of want her there to, to be a, a damn reason why she is. But, like, I like her because she can be an incredibly cruel, um, a cruel, you know, kind of like just mistress of death. And, uh, which, like, you oh, like mistresses. When, <laughs> when she's like, oh, it's going to be slow and painful. That, that to me is a character, quite honestly. Like, when she's being just like an evil, you know, such and such. 
that's the character. You know, I, I don't need her to. You know, she can do whatever she wants, but as long as she can do it with a lot of malice, because she has, she has, she's supposed to be sort of a misanthrope. Then even with somebody that she already knows, like Bruce Wayne, I thought that was pretty cool. And again, like you know, in in the face of a lot of baggage that the character in this series has, I think Peyton List, yeah, she's been kind of crushing it. Uh, from with, with what they've been giving her, I think that she's been doing a, a really good job. And it was kind of cool seeing um, Selena have her line quickly drawn, like you know, you killed that guy in front of his in front of his family, and yeah, having her remember, you know, it's implicit that she remembers the Waynes dying in front of Bruce, so she mm-hmm. instantly cuts ties with Ivy, which I thought was really good. Good decision. Selena's always been uncomfortable around murder. Like I've I've noticed that. Like even except in the for the time she like yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did push a guy out a window once. <laughs> yeah, and then the time there she was all like, so are we going to kill these guys or what? With fish. So, But but then we... I think when like someone died, I remember the look on her face got really uncomfortable when Maroney got shot. I think that's because it was Maroney, not because someone died. I don't know. I, 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 think it, I think it is a little inconsistent. That was like a person of power getting taken out in front of her. I think... I think... I think it's a little bit of both, and I think that like there's there are times where she appears like she's in over her head, and she's like, "I'm getting out of here." Be- because like Selena Kyle in the comics is more of an anti-hero, and sometimes a hero. Like they're they've been careful like not to make her too murdery. So I noticed that like when something happens, like, like the whole Martine thing, she was like, you could tell she was uncomfortable around that, and then she's like, "He blew up that kid sky high." Uh, she, they at least kind of show that like she's not as willing to kill people as like Barbara and Tabitha might be. Yeah, but I also feel like that could have been because it was a child. <laughs> well, there, there's. I'm just yeah. using other, other examples too. Like, the, I don't, the, think, I don't, think, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule about it. <laughs> I can think of a reason for everything. <laughs> the show's made it a point to like not put Selena to the point of no return because it, they explicitly had that line in there where I was like, my friend thinks I'm just going to rob you, but here's this. Like, like that, that line was there so that the audience doesn't get mad at Selena for like being a part of murder, because if she's going to be kissing on Bruce, like she has to still have some, you know, redeeming qualities. Well, and, and she's <laughs> never, funny. she's never been, like, like if you're, if you to compare to Poison Ivy, she's never been, I mean, even, I think the most, the, the, the darkest Catwoman's ever been was Barry Batman Returns, and even then, she, you know, yeah. she, I thought you were just going to scare the Ice Princess. Well, she looks very scared. Like she's not a Catwoman is not a cold blooded killer in, in any incarnation. No. I um, think there's like some Brave and the Bold comic from the seventies where she might have killed someone, but like those were like deemed out of continuity because Catwoman in the comics, like she's she hasn't been like. Uh, I'm going to kill you criminal since like the, the seventies, like, because once it got to the seventies, she, uh, that's when Selena Kyle became Bruce Wayne's girlfriend for a period of time in the comics. And then like, there'd be this thing where he's like, Oh, don't become Catwoman again and be a criminal. And then she was his ally sometimes, but then other times, and then there was that stupid story in the eighties where Joker like zaps her with a thing and she becomes like a criminal again, but she wasn't like, I'm going to blow up the world criminal. She's like, I'm going to rob a bank and steal jewelry criminals. She wasn't like she she wasn't tying Batman up to like giant rockets to send him into space. Like it wasn't the 60s show. So like the 70s was the last time that Selena became like a violent like 
that screwing actually true criminal. The sixties show she was pretty evil. <laughs> like she was always trying to like, like suggesting that suggesting that Robin yeah. get killed off. Like, she was a pretty she was she was a supervillain then. I'm what I'm saying is once we get to the seventies, like there kind of hasn't been like it's kind of been the no turning back for Selena. Like in terms of being an anti-hero, like she's never reached that level of villainy again that she had in the sixties, and 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 goodfully so because we have enough of those type of villains, and I think that the characters only gotten better, you know, in the decades since. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Tom King comic because yeah, like Bruce Wayne can't marry someone that's like stealing jewels and like just buy your jewels, man. You're 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 Bruce Wayne. Uh, but it's not about possessing them. It's about the thrill of the heist that she feeds off of. That's what thieves go off of. It depends on which version. <laughs> They're talking yeah, she's it, a kleptomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> in in any case, um, I did like the scenes of I, I I loved her and Gordon's team up this episode where it's like ah, oh, a woman with a whip and leather. It must be Selena Kyle and like because no one else can have those things in Gotham City. Certainly like not Tabitha. Tabitha. Yeah, like he, he's not like so. It must be Tabitha Galvin. Well, they also say like you know there was a redhead and a brunette. And, and am I dumb or, or has, is Cameron Bikendova not a brunette? I always kind of saw her as more of kind of a sandy blonde. But you're the you're the she hair had expert, brown man. hair in this episode. Yeah, she she did have brown uh, hair. In this I'd, I'd call her brunette probably. I thought a brunette meant like black hair. Brown no, black hair. She doesn't have black hair, but like I, I, that's what I thought that that meant. No, 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 like. Black hair is just black hair. Brunette is brown hair, like just dark hair in general. Actually. I mean, his hunch was right, but like, wow, like really, that's like not enough to go by to say it must be Selena Kyle. Like she's the only one in the city with a whip, but. <laughs> but with the redhead. I think I do, the redhead is what rounded it out. I do love um, like him going to the Sirens Club and then like. And then, like, he sees Selena, and she, like, immediately Zoyberg's away, whoop, 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 and then, like, Barbara's, like, doing business in the background. Oh, hey, Jim, I saw Selena. She went that way. With this, like, <laughs> piece of meat with his open op- open jacket, like, he's clearly there, you know, for her, like, afternoon sex or something. JCVD! <laughs> My God, I've killed her. Damn it! <laughs> Barbara, did you see the son of a bitch that did this? Like, oh, God, she's dead. What happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> you mean like last episode? <laughs> yes, exactly. He shot the guy and then was all like, damn it. I'm like, How are you could kidding this have me? Happened? Are you kidding me? <laughs> their, their interaction was fun this episode, though, because these two have been, like, kind of doing this cat and mouse, no pun intended, game since, like, uh, right after the pilot. Like, because I remember... Uh, when uh, she took him to Wayne uh, to uh, Crime Alley, and like she got out of the handcuffs, and didn't she like lock him in the sewer or something like that? I don't remember. I, I I remember she like did something to get the upper hand on him, and then like uh, uh, he found her in Barbara King's apartment when he went to return the keys back when she was squatting there, and so. Yeah. These they two have, have always said. I, I know Don uh, liked the interaction between them in the medical examiner's office with like Harper, where it was like. <laughs> You did a really good job. You did a really bad job of selling it. Oh, and you think you did? Get him, boys! Uh, <laughs> Zoinks! Options. Run! <laughs> I love that scene. Cause, cause yeah. it was, it was, it was, well, when, when Selena was like, you know, oh yeah, I was the best. You see Ben McKenzie's acting, and he's like, you know, physically like like going, you know, goading her on. Like, like yeah, yeah. He's like shaking his head, and like his eyebrows are doing jumping jacks, and it's it's hilarious. 
He's, he was having fun. I'm sure everybody was having fun with this episode. That's what it looked like. Everyone but um, but David. <laughs> oh, I think he had fun being like Dream Bruce. Like, Maybe I think Robert Taylor too much. had a hard time of it. Yeah. Except for when he did that weird mime thing. He kind of did get his ass kicked. <laughs> that, that, that was funny. And, and actually, we could, t- we could talk about that now if we're done with like the Bruce you know, uh, plotline and stuff like that. Yeah, as we said in the recap, this was basically like high school. One line that kind of puzzled me was he's like, if I get out of here, like Sophia Falcone is holding someone very important to me captive. And it's like, wait, so like, did Zaz, yeah. I, I guess like say, by the way, Martin's alive and he's over here and like they kidnapped him off screen or is like, well, you know, he does know that like, if, if, he reveals that, if he reveals that Martin's alive, then he's in, he's in danger because they, they can always like, like capture her again or capture him. But again. Zaz is, Zaz turned though. Yeah, he and did. and Zaz knows that Martine's alive. So mm-hmm. if you're Penguin, you you assume that anything that Zaz knows, Sophia knows. Ergo, mm-hmm. Sophia knows that Martine's alive because Falcone. You mean like because Falcone? Like that's why Zaz turned, or yeah, because she's a Falcone. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that took me by surprise too. But now that you've explained it, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's just I feel like there's an extra step missing. Like I, I figured that like Martine's like on like a farm somewhere, you know, or whatever, and like they're just left him With alone. With like, Kent. Yeah, <laughs> Martine, you have gifts, and and you're not going to use them to play football. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Just let him die? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he writes on his little notepad. Yes, you're a nine-year-old boy that can't talk. How the heck, what, what the heck are you supposed to do? You don't have powers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why are they writing on his notepad? That's like the last straw. So, like, is did, did they find Martine and just, like, re-kidnap him? Or, is, or they just, like, know where he There's is? There's no way like, of knowing right now. I kind of feel like maybe um, what could have happened is they just know where he is and they're holding him hostage as in they don't actually have to retrieve him, but they know where he is. They said the word captive. Let me see who wrote this episode. Uh, because, like, I- I'm wondering if it's just a case where, like, whoever wrote it didn't, uh... Like, see like, the last been... two episodes? Well, not see, but, like, sometimes episodes are, like, being written at the same well, time. Well, how do we and, know like, the, the Penguin writer... just didn't tell that to, to, Jer- to Jerome... Joker, really? To, just to save time. I mean, yeah, like, he, I, he, 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 throws, he throws on a Joker. I know, I, and then like, I, he says, oh, he's not the Joker, you guys. I was like, blow me. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's there's this big mystery because it was just like, you know, like, like he was just kind of explaining, I'm in a situation where someone I care about is in danger. Like, I don't know if there's whole, like, you know, a missing Zaz mystery backstory that we need to decipher based on that slip of the tongue. Yeah. Yeah, I feel uh, like it's fine because of the way that you explain it made sense. Whether it's like because, like you said, Zaz already knows. I mean, it doesn't have to be explained in this one. It could be explained in the next one. It's a TV series. There's more than one episode. Well, and and Penguin could have just been guessing, or like you said, he could have just been saying that to Jerome to like try and like, oh, I can get out of here if I want. I just can't. And uh, I mean, it's we already know for sure that like Martine's coming back, and he's going to be in a few episodes, according to like some sources. So. <laughs> All, all answers. Apparently, Robert and Lord Taylor did an interview today where, like, it said that, like, Penguin and Martine won't be reuniting, and, like, that girl who no. I know on Twitter was, like, really sad. But then she's like, wait, maybe he's lying. But, like, he's definitely coming back to the show. <laughs> maybe he's lying? Look, there were a lot of lies that flew around. 
They're not going to butt heads this season. Well, yeah. He literally I don't think that punched was a lie as much as like, I mean, wishful thinking. I'm, I'm looking through these opening credits and I'm still looking for the name of the writer because like season one was one of the worst examples where like the writers were clearly like not in communication with her, each other where like you have three episodes in a row of Bullock finding out that Lee and Gordon are dating or like two you episodes know, the cool in a row. thing is though, all three of those writers wrote him the exact same way. Yeah, I, I do things a little much to kind of just, just like make sure that the writers. I, I think it was just just it's a line of dialogue. I, I don't think that there was you know we must see yeah. if the writer. This is his first day on the job. Like I I, I don't think that I don't think it's a big deal. I just went yeah, through this... the whole credits and it's oh here we go written by Tzi Chun. I did enjoy the end where like Oswald finally got into it with Jerome and they did that whole like mind fight. I was like okay this 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 is fun. What do we think about Jerome in this episode? I liked him. I liked that he was like a nice... I felt like he was a nice amalgam of... Amalgam of um, Heath Ledger and TAS Joker. Yeah, there's definitely little more than more than a little Heath Ledger going on there, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, there was a lot of TAS going in there, too, with like a lot of the um, pageantry, like the performance... Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's a performance. It's just angle. like, oh, you're killing it. You're killing it. I like this. I like, I enjoyed him. He's I great. Like he's really evolving into his own, uh, like he was his own in the beginning, but like, I feel like he's really like evolving into something more solid, like a more solid presence. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know what it is with the writers and maybe Josh is, you know, frantic you know writer search can can elucidate <laughs> the, the, this but like uh you use that word twice tonight um does that mean clarify yeah clarify that's exactly what it means to, okay to, to, we, to make to the... make known um <laughs> but using the words i don't i, I don't and i've said this before i don't know what it is but like i don't know if it's if it's i do think that like it's partly cameron martin's performance and the writers but Whenever he's on screen, he just works perfectly. He's the most successful character on this show because he's never, done, to my mind, he's never done anything stupid. He's never done anything outrageously out of character, to my mind. You know, he's never done anything like you know contrived or whatever. I feel that like if this this idea of the Joker isn't if it's, is is personified by this character, it works. Everything he says is before. Even when like you know there was that sort of decoy with, when it wasn't. Um, penguin you know under the under the little hood thing he didn't react like what he, he reacted very joker like he's, he's like he kind of knows it isn't him but like he kind of just fake reacts he's like derek or whatever like it's, it's, it's such <laughs> yes a, yes it's such a really it's such a perfect performance and then he steps out of the pee <laughs> he yeah he leaps out of it like uh i i just it's so weird that he's on this show where they kind of go back and forth with black hairs, but but like I feel that like he's, I mean I I really am wondering like you know how does he rank in my top five jokers like seriously, like 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 if you could hear Nicholson, Cesar Romero, Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill, uh, I would say he's above Nicholson. For well, me. they're still saying that he's not the Joker, and like apparently who are they fooling? He had a Joker card for God's sake. He's laughing. Yeah, it's... he has a clown face. <laughs> His face is cut off. Who are Mark Hamill apparently like said on Twitter like like I'm really loving your performance as the Joker and like Cameron's like thanks so much and like <laughs> people like see Gotham writers even Mark Hamill likes him. Will you make him the Joker now? <laughs> but he, I mean, look at him. He he looks he has the Nicholson slash Ledger 
you know, kind of like Glasgow smile. Yes, the Glasgow smile. He did the entire uh, death of the family thing with his face. Uh, where they cut it off and pass it around. They he's, literally pass it around. He's like, like, make me laugh, you know. He does the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to make my crimes more performative, like Jen mentioned. I mean, come on. I mean, they, they had us going with like the whole the comedian, the pilot, and the Red Hood gang, but now it's like, if he isn't the Joker, then you guys aren't trying as hard because like, you gave us a Joker and then said it wasn't him. I mean, this is the opposite of Henry James Olsen from the Smallville. <laughs> Supposedly, Dr. Henry Dr. James Joker. That, like we're going to be seeing the beginnings of the Joker this season, and it's like one of the most brilliant things ever. But and then like there was another thing too, where like they said that like Jerome would be playing or Cameron would be playing two different characters, so maybe someone else Cameron plays becomes. I don't know, but then the other side of that too is like Davi also said that like one article brought this up. They said yes, David said this, but David also said we were getting Harley Quinn in the season finale last year. So like, yeah. <laughs> take. Take, David, take David knows what he's doing. I respect that man. <laughs> yes, man. He's all like, these guys will believe anything that I say. Yeah. He's yeah. a very young man. A very adorable young My mom is like, I don't like his face. But that Gordon man is oh. very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. I'm like, like, no, mom. No. You should watch the episode of The Office where, like, David's, like, e- even more little than he, like, was in the pilot. And he, uh, he he's dressed as a zombie and, uh, and, and his dad is Ultron he from the Avengers He the same movies. deadpan, like, you know, grim face that he has in the show. He was playing computer games with Dwight or Jim or something. I'm, I'm trying to remember. But, like, the thing okay. was, like, he, he, he liked scary stuff. And his dad, like, did this, like, really scary story at the end that, like, scared everyone in the office. And there's, like, silence. And then you, like, and then the camera pants to and he, like, is laughing hysterically like he's Jerome. Sweet. Yeah. But yeah, um, so. And then there's the Nig Mogblepot. I always pronounce it wrong. Nig Mogblepot? It's not Nig Mogblepot. You had it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah, which it's... They're really going with this idea that, like, the Riddler and Ed are two different people, like, which I know they've been doing with the whole mirror thing, but, like, mm-hmm. I always figured they were, like, the same guy, but, like, now it's like, oh, you're in there somewhere, Riddler, and I'll get you out. It's James like, Robertson's Two-Face, which is annoying. He, I really yeah. felt like it was more like Fight Club. I guess, yeah, like, the Riddler's... Like it... I fight like you do, I, or you want to, I want to, I'm everything you want. Yeah. Thanks, Brad Pitt. I'm you, I'll take me, you're me, guy. and this is a gun. Um, I, I you know it's 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 um a good performance from Cormac Michael Smith, and it's, it's even kind of clever that like the real Riddler subconsciously leaves riddles, speaking about his you know his feeling trapped. Th- th- I thought that was actually kind of clever, but yeah, like like the Riddler again for the umpteenth time. I said this you know three years ago. The Riddler's not a split personality, but no one's listening, so. I actually kind of think it's fun and it's interesting the way that they do it. Okay. Cuz he was he was uh two people to begin with and then he syn- synergized into one. And then he got effed up so he split again and he can be whatever he wants to be. But he's got that extra personality in there. That is also him. Um so it was like really cool because it's just like the whole um, what did I say? Kringle murder again, where he's leaving the clues for himself. Yeah, 
I think it's just his path to like becoming one person again. Well, and why why do you think he's reaching out to um, Oswald? Because like Oswald can bring out the inner Riddler, or because like... he loves him. Oh God, Don, not you too. We've lost him. We've lost. Oh, him. I always shipped. <laughs> yeah, but, That's I, not new. I, I ship them too because like. It's, it's 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 fresh and exciting and unpredictable. I, I I have a friend who watched the first season with me, and then like he dropped it because like you know he was only watching it when he was with me. So like, and he and I were talking about everything that we missed with the show the last year because he was talking about it with me the other day, and he hadn't seen it since season one. And I mentioned the whole Nick Mogglepod thing, and I was like, he's like, wait, so Penguin's gay? I'm like, well, it's not really a gay thing as much as it is like you know like he's in a love human with him being love thing. Yeah, he um, which, is well, well, a. I feel like he is what you would call a demisexual, and that means you yeah. need an emotional connection with somebody to find them attractive. Right, because there was that whole. I mean, he he was kind of having feelings for Sophia Falcone too, but yeah, because um, he had an emotional connection with her, so therefore he started finding her attractive. Oh yeah, but I, I I dare the show though to like to actually make them a couple because I think that that would be a really really gutsy thing to do. Um, to be honest, but then I, mean, like, I feel that, like there, there was always that kind of like you know astronauts leap with uh, him confessing that he loved the penguin a Riddler in the first place, but to commit yeah. to that and actually have them have a season of being together would be wild. It but then would. like <laughs> there's still the whole he killed Isabella thing, so yeah, you know, it's. <laughs> But you it would be really, really hard Kringle. to forgive that, but like everyone keeps on saying, oh, it's Gotham, because when I interviewed Robin, my interview with Robin Lord Taylor is up on TBU today, and then I was like, you know, what about all those bridges that you burned? And Robin Lord Taylor says, it's Gotham, everyone forgives everyone. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, like Tabitha killed Babs, like, last year, and they're they're the best of friends now. Like, oh, it's just like that thing with George and the Ayatollah. I mean, I mean, no, I mean Gordon the, and, you know, the best of friends. Gordon said last episode, good job, Ed. He didn't say, you son of a bitch, you sent me to prison. Yeah, you sent me to prison and ruined my life, like causing my like fiance to be alone when the baby was miscarried, and like, mm-hmm. I, like <laughs> everybody. Technically, that was his decision because he wouldn't see her either. That that Can't was another blame case that fully of, on like, Ed. That was another case of like writers just not communicating with each other because he's like, never come back, Lee. Never see me again. Don't call me. Don't write me the next. But he's like Bullock. What happened to Lee? She hasn't written me a letter in forever. That son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Jim, you dumped her. That doesn't sound like something I would do. <laughs> it was two days ago. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I was in the lobby when you did it. <laughs> she just left a second ago. <laughs> he has mad schizophrenia. <laughs> Apparently. Everybody uh, on the show does. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on um the the prison subplot, Jerome? You know, it's it's, it's definitely the, the plot. Eyes of the villains. It's definitely the plot that I I um I, I don't I won't say I didn't I didn't like it to be honest because I I love I love seeing Jerome I really really do he's just the, he is just I mean it, we're, we're when this podcast ends and we kind of have some sort of retrospective episode um Jerome <laughs> might be my favorite character and it's not because I'm a, I'm a Joker fanboy or whatever but like he's he's just that good. Um, and I think that he, I think that Robert, Cameron Monaghan, uh, Cameron is, and I think that, it's good. And I think that um, um, Robert Taylor's performance in this was really good too. Like, like especially when he was like kind of talking to himself. I think it was good. I I just think that like um, that the other plots were more engaging. 
it's probably because of the camp factor of the Ivy thing, and Bruce, you know, touring down Bible Man Alley and stuff. But but I, I think that overall it was a entertaining episode. That that plot line is not bad, but like I think I just I just happen to prefer the other ones. Yeah, it wasn't a bad plot. It, it didn't really move the plot along too much, aside from like Jerome, you know, the Riddler thing, maybe a little bit. But uh, it was enjoyable, and I did love the end where like Penguin like finally is like, all right, I'm 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 gonna like join in this and like do the whole mime thing, and then like Jerome goes along with it, like I can't get in this prison, and he's like. Oh, you gave me what I wanted. A good laugh. Like, every episode doesn't have to be this, like, groundbreaking, like, status quo changing thing. Like, we, we can just have fun. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I didn't that. like it as much as you did. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that storyline as much as you did. I mean, I enjoy watching Jerome, but I was just like, like I said, I got to that part and I was like, what the hell am I watching? Mm-hmm. So that was... A Beautiful Darkness. Next week's episode is called Reunion. And Ivy, guest star painting list, picks her next target, leading Gordon and Lucius back to an old friend as Selena tries to take matters into her own hand. Sophia wants full control of Gotham and turns to Lee about the state of the Narrows. Oh yeah, that's what we saw. Meanwhile, Bruce tries to make amends with Alfred and Nigma visits Arkham. Didn't he just do that? Oh, I guess he's going back in the all-new. Um, so the guest cast is... Hayden List as Ivy Pepper, J.W. Cortez as Alvarez, Woot-woot. Stu, quote-unquote, Large Riley as Samson, which was that guy that Lee poisoned a few uh, weeks ago. Well, a few months ago, really, at this point. It's it, 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 that guy, which Marina Bacaran mentioned him in the in our interview. She, she said that she really liked working with him, um, apparently. like, And, and so, does, uh, so did uh, Rob, uh, Corey Michael Smith. They said that he's like a fun actor to work with, so... Um, I guess that'll figure into the whole like sisters in law narrows thing and uh, the whole, s- we, which we didn't talk too much about, but like Sophia blackmailing like Gordon, you know, this week, like, fine, I can find other ways to get back at you. Yes, and then they pan out with Lee. Lee! So, any thoughts on next week? No. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll be fun. A lot of these episodes have been doing a three a three episode or a lot of these seasons or or this show lately in the past couple of seasons have been doing a lot of three episode arcs. I think mm-hmm. this season the racial arc was like four episodes, but like uh, maybe this you know maybe by the end of this Ivy will either go to Arkham or be killed or something. I, I'm enjoying the villains this season like more so than I have the last few years because I'm thinking yeah like Sophia was a very interesting villain. I'm liking the new Ivy. And uh, and Raish, so it's uh, the pig. Yeah, it's I, I've been liking all of that because like even when I liked some of the actors of the villains last season, like I would still think that other stuff was ridiculous. Like I I never liked the Galavan. I liked the Galavan episodes, but I thought his plot was really stupid. Headhunter. Um, say what? I, I, I didn't mind Headhunter. <laughs> he's he, he's coming back, but like the no. main villains though, like Mad Hatter pissed me off. <laughs> Yeah, oh, God. yeah, Mad, Mad Hatter, Hatter last year. Like story wise, this is one of my favorite seasons so far. Um, Agreed. It was announced um, very, and I, I told Don this over the phone earlier today. It was announced that the the season finale, which like they're doing the table read for, like as we speak, um, is going to be called No Man's Land. So oh, the, apparently, they, they they still don't know whether they're going to be renewed or not. Like I saw them tweet, crossing fingers for season five. So if, if No Man's Land ends with um, uh how the comics did and Sarah Essen is brought back to life only to be killed again then uh <laughs> by Jerome 
Yeah. <laughs> you have a little boy too, don't you? What? No, I don't. <laughs> this often mentioned what happened to uh, Alan and Montoya. And the only reason I bring that up is because they said they oh, were yeah. gone in this in the season. Oh, sit. I mean, and that was one of the like you know big police stories too, like No Man's Land, where like because the cops were in like different factions. There was like that basically justified and, like, Gotham Central as a, as a as a series because Brew Baker and Rucka were doing a lot of those No Man's Land comics, and in those comics they explicitly focus on the cop. It wasn't just Batman and family. It, it was like um, there was a whole thing with Montoya and Two Face that led into Gotham Central. Um, yeah, you know they were the ones who you know. Like like we saw the Batman family look up to the Joker, but but also like the GCPD like like went nuts for the Joker. Like uh, that was very much like not intentionally, but sort of a backdoor pilot for Gotham Central. And I think that like um, legitimately Gotham Central was pitched earlier than it came out, and No Man's Land was sort of a justification for it. Like you can do a, a comic series based on these characters. Sweet. So I have to read No Man's Land and Gotham Central, and and, Mirror and one. Batman, Batman Year One. And They're all Batman cop stories. Here's the thing, though. I literally took the the trade paperback to work, and I was like, okay, when it's like downtime, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to read Batman Year One. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit here and play uh, Wordscape on my phone for 30 minutes before the plane comes in instead. Just don't read Gordon in, in, in Josh's voice. Too late. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's either that or I have to, like, picture what's-his-face. Mm-hmm. And, um... um Brian Cranston. The countdown to episode uh, 200 is... Or 200. Wow, yeah. Whoa, not yet. The countdown for episode 100 of the podcast is coming, so... What are your thoughts? What are your ideas, audience? Um, we certainly have some wah ha 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 So, let us know in the comments section, because, uh... I, I don't like it when other podcasts like say, "Don't forget to subscribe to us or do." The, I'm like, you know, like we're already listening to you. Stop advertising yourself when we're already listening to you. But that being said, we haven't gotten any. Com- I, I know that you guys are listening by the download numbers, but uh, we haven't gotten any comments on the website for a while or any iTunes reviews. So feel free to leave some of those, and we'll read it, even the ones that hate us. As as you know from last year, when Don and I read the ones that hated us, ha ha ha, and uh, let us let us know your thoughts for what we should do for episode 100 until next time this is josh this is don and this is homeless jan and you've been listening to the homeless homeless gotham chronicle podcast i use the coolest terror is the least of her worries soon she'll feel that her nightmares are real She'll be mine. In the dark of the night, people will find her. In the dark of the night, terrible truth. My dear, here's the sign. It's the end of the line. Like real homeless guy. <laughs> why? Why does Selena sound like Shaggy? That's what made me think of it. This oh, week, my. yeah, this this week, Casey Kasem will be, you know, replacing Karen B. Kendova, you know, from Beyond the Grave, uh, <laughs> from, from the Dead. <laughs> Selena Kyle, you fire, you yeah. fire, and Bruce Wayne. Why you dressed up like Bible Man? Bible Man. <laughs> Bible Man. Bruce Wayne had it all. Money, fame, success. <laughs> A bunch of watches. 
Because he is Bible man, you idiot. <laughs> was ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, Matt Shrek. John three sixteen says. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're putting some good material for the blooper section here. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> this is good for the main facts. <laughs> he, he says in the chat, "Mom needs something real quick." Ooh. That's that's gross in that context, Josh. Stop. What? No, not like that. I was like, ooh, that's like that's not like. Yeah, but not, not ooh. It's a different type of test. A different type of ooh. You it, gotta it, get your it's, ooh it's straight. It's like the whole like, will Donovan come to the principal's office thing and run the class? Goes ooh, like what? No, like, they go ooh. Trouble. It's a different type of ooh. <laughs> I, ooh, it's like a romantic we, connotation. We we will debate upon like. The enunciations of ooze. <laughs> I love it. I will fight you till the end. You probably will, and you'll probably win because you're Jan and I'm Josh. So. <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Some guy named C. Chung wrote the script for this episode, so let me see uh, who wrote the last few episodes. Donovan. Yeah, you can see my face right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you right now. Oh, how do I pronounce the name? T-Z-E? Like, you tell me. She's Korean, I'm Chinese. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Thank you, Don. Thank you. I, I don't know, you guys tell me. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't we're think, just like, because we don't... Give a damn. Rude, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care who wrote this. We, we've already moved on mentally, and you're, like, still on this. We have other things, more important things to talk all right, about. Alright, alright, alright. Fair enough. I'll, I'll regret this when I'm editing, I'm sure, so. <laughs> like, when I ended the last episode, I was like, wow, we spent 20 minutes talking about the meaning of the word, like, sir, for butlers. Master. Like, 